0: Well, 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 Lauren, greetings. Hello, greetings. I have quite the heartwarming episode today. Really? Okay,
1: well, I need it because I've been in a serious funk, funk with a capital F, and I need Oof. to be resurrected from it, pulled out of my funk.
0: Um, I don't want to give too much away, so I think we should just get into it. Okay. We are going to be doing a full Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson deep dive. And I don't know if everyone in the world was yearning for this deep dive. Do you think people were? You know, Tom Hanks is really a
1: contentious figure in modern America. You is either he, love him. Like is or he isn't. Or you want him thrown in the slammer. It just depends I mean, on where you, where you lie.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that's something I'm learning. Like, I knew there was some Ricky Gervais, like, you know, skerfuffle but I didn't realize that, yeah, he really does divide America. I thought everybody loved him. I thought he was America's sweetheart next to Jennifer Aniston. If you want to hear more about that, you can go back to our Patreon episode. I
1: actually, yeah. I actually really believe that the fact that Tom Hanks is regarded with such vitriol by so many Americans is the proof we need of just how out to lunch our country has gotten. Right. Because how far, we, how far we have fallen as a nation because by right. all accounts and by all actual evidence and I know I I'm going to brace myself for the DMs the negative
0: reviews but whatever. Tom Hanks is a wonderful soul. He he's like extremely palatable, okay? <laughs> yes. Like- there's really nothing polarizing about the man. I mean, I was waiting. I actually found one like clickbaity video that was like the secret that destroyed the Tom Hanks, <laughs> Rita Wilson family. And it was just like, yeah, I don't want to skip anything away, but it was like really not that like much of a secret. Um, But it was full. It was full clickbait. Um, Okay, so let's just get into it. Should we just disclaim at
1: the beginning of this episode that we do not believe that Tom Hanks is a pedophile and that if you Mm -hmm. are of that QAnon persuasion, that you will find this episode to be less than palatable?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's almost kind of dark because there were parts of me while I was reading through all this material and, you know, familiarizing myself with his life where I was like, what's wrong with this guy? When's another (laughs) shoe going to drop? Like should I be should I be downloading a VPN to really look up Tom Hanks on the dark web? Honestly. It's like, a good question. Like where's the juice? Um so yeah, I guess like, there's our disclaimer and I I didn't I didn't find anything. But Okay. We'll get into that.
1: Well, everyone, if your heart is icy cold like mine the past couple of days, you need it to be thawed, settle down, buckle in if you will, because Chandler, I am so ready to go down this Tom Hanks journey with you. Tom Hanks in Rita. Okay.
0: I want to begin first by saying that I discovered Rita Wilson's music career years ago. <laughs> oh, so and we're just coming in hot. Well, I, here's, I just want to I, I want to just give a few teasers. We're going to get into it. But if you are at all curious about Rita Wilson's music career, <laughs> pause this, go look it up. Go look up some of her lovely, softly filtered music videos on YouTube Um. And then, okay, so not only is there Rita, who is you know a character herself, there's Chet, and Chet Hanks <laughs> is very special. He's very special to me. He's very near and dear to me. He um, does some type of Jamaican accent, uh, which I'm pretty sure is like cultural appropriation, but right. he gets away with it. Um, he, yeah, he's another part of their their colorful story. So is
1: is it just the one child, Chet?
0: It's Chet is the only one, but he has enough personality to, you know, (laughs) pick up three more families.
1: Well, I love that they, here's one thing I want to point out. They have one kid, and they're like, the one name we really like, the one name that we're going to choose for our child above all other names is Chet. Okay. Well,
0: first of all, they don't just have one kid, they have four or five. Oh, well, you just said it was the one kid. No, no, no. This, that was the, he's their one kid who has enough personality. Their other kids don't have as much personality. There's Colin. Oh, gotcha. Okay. There's okay. Chet. No, there's Colin. There's uh, Mary Ann. Hold on. I have this written down.
1: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's pull up on. the research. Let's
0: um, pull up
1: the research, folks. Oh, bit of housekeeping while she's doing that, everyone. The giveaway winner will be announced on Instagram tomorrow. Chandler and I are going to draw that probably tomorrow morning uh-huh. and announce it. So... That will be announced on the good old IG. Also let you know that Patreon, we did a delicious deep dive of Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, and Jennifer Aniston and their love triangle, the love triangle we were all obsessed with in the early aughts, as Amber Heard says. Correct. So it's a full hour-long deep dive that went up on Friday, and then we will be back on Patreon this Friday with another Royals deep dive. pop apologists are working hard for the money, baby. So head on over to Patreon. Support the show. Contribute to the creator economy. Um, Love y'all. Please. Love y'all.
0: Okay. Back to the uh, lineage of Tom Hanks. So there's, there's Tom Hanks, and there's Rita Wilson. Tom Hanks was... I'm going to give this, you know, I'm actually not going to give you this lineage because I'm going to get into it. Okay. Everyone can just stay tuned to hear the four names of Tom Hanks' children. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. We're all waiting. You better not grass. Google. <laughs> okay. Let us begin to child Tom. Tom was born in California. He uh, has a lot of siblings and his parents divorced very early. Um, and it mm. was a total like splinter family. Some of his parents siblings lived with his mom while others, including himself lived with his dad. Um, and he speaks about, you know, an extreme sense of loneliness when he was a child. Ooh. Um, he says, maybe there was a degree of loneliness because really no one, um, he says, maybe there was a degree of loneliness because really no one, I kind of fell through the cracks and didn't have adults per se that were taking care of me. So like by the time he was 10, he'd had three different moms, um, I presume, you know, his father had remarried a bunch of times or, you know, found other women to call his mother. Um, he'd gone to <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Schools. He what? said there
1: was no one, like, no one constant in his life? Like, I what was the end of that yeah, sentence? Yeah, like, I think was there like? was Sorry, just,
0: like, a, like there, there were – he said he kind of fell through the cracks and he didn't have adults really taking care of him. Oh, I I see. saw okay. somewhere that at one point he was referred to as, like, child number eight or something like that because there were just so many kids and just, you know, the parents – Um, at least his dad was like going through women and, you know, Mm. there was just not a lot of people to dote on young Tom. Okay. Um, Okay. Good to know. So he was very lonely as a child, which makes me sad because I think he's a pretty jolly guy. And I can extreme. I can imagine the extreme loneliness as a child, and that it devastates me.
1: I mean, if the recipe for creating a human being that grows up to be the warm-hearted, kind, giving, generous man that is Tom Hanks is getting a divorce and screwing a bunch of women, I don't know. Maybe that's. Maybe, maybe we should all that. just. Maybe we should all just relax a little with our right. parenting pressures. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it works. Um, oh yeah. Uh, this is an interesting fact. He was responsible for cooking his own dinner most nights. I feel like that was also our childhood, so I don't feel that bad. Um, but but then this one that he, uh, he, everything he knew about dental hygiene came from a video he'd seen in the second grade. Um, wow. I'm like, okay.
1: So this was a neglected soul. Okay.
0: Yeah. Apparently. Um, anyways. So that was his you know, early upbringing, fraught with loneliness. Mm. Um, and he didn't really know that he wanted to be an actor until he saw a friend performing in the school production of Dracula. This is funny because, I would think any high school production of any play makes me actually turned off to the idea of acting in all thespian careers. Right, right.
1: There's, like, literally nothing that would drive you more away from a career in the theater than literally. your seventh grade drama instructor, you know?
0: Yes, yes. Than any high school production of anything, no offense. Um, I'm pretty sure my high school did a stunning remake of, uh, you know, Fiddler on the Roof. Anywho. Um, yes. This is what sparked that flame within little Tommy. And he, you know, went on to college and blah, blah, blah. I don't think people care about where he went to college. Um, But, you know, he's known for being this nice guy. And he says that he learned. Isn't his college
1: like one word? I like how you're like, who cares? Who cares where he went to college? Nobody
0: cares. Nobody. I mean, he went. Okay, guys, he went to California State University. Okay, so which one? CSU what? Do you
1: know? It just says CSU. Just CSU. Okay, let's. I I just think that was funny. Um, okay, hold on. I, I mean, I, I just don't think know. people
0: care where people went to college.
1: Tom Hanks College, um, CSU Sacramento. I mean, I'm literally a
0: even more of a letdown than we thought it was gonna be. I didn't even know there you- was a
1: CSU Sacramento. <laughs> we have alienated all Chets and all CSU mm-hmm. Sacramento grads. Let's right. keep going. Sorry
0: to our listeners in Northern California. Much love. Um, Anyways, I mean, CSU just kind of puts me to sleep. Okay,
1: so we're going for all CSU students. Great, great. We're actually wiping out out the the all-alumni.
0: If you went to school in California, snooze. Um, I'm a friend
1: to all, to the CSU network of colleges, California State University. I just want you all to know, I think that they're great colleges, great universities, establishments
0: of learning. You don't need to be the Tom Hanks of this podcast, Okay i don't need you to be the nice guy
1: okay well another another a very likable quality he went to a Uh state school this is not a usc prince right there's no Um, hollywood nepotism here right okay so how how did this neglected very kind of just middle of the road dude make it into stardom jan Thank you so much for asking.
0: So the first few films that Tom Hanks did were Big, Splash, Bachelor Party, A League of Their Own. I actually haven't seen A League of Their Own, but I've heard amazing things. Um, and then obviously he won an Academy Award um, for Forrest Gump, so that just kind of like launched him into you know the big leagues, you could say.
1: But how did he go from CSU Sacramento into star- starring opposite Daryl Hannah as a mermaid in
0: Splash? He took drama classes and auditioned for plays. And then, you know, he went to school and then he landed his first professional role in the, in a repertory theater company. Um, And, you know, Lauren at this time, he learned the value of being a nice guy. You know, he says you had to show up on time. You had to know what you were going to say. And even if you did not like the people personally you were working with, you had to respect their process. If anyone becomes a squeaky wheel, that means the show doesn't go on and guess what? They could be fired. Um, And people report that since, you know, his early jobs, Hanks has always been easy to get along with. Which I totally believe.
1: You know, okay, so so he grows up. He has a very just kind of middle-of-the-road, n- neglected childhood, and then he gets into acting in the honest way, it sounds like. He just mm-hmm. went on auditions. Right. And then he is very hardworking. He's the anti-Johnny Depp. He shows up on time, doesn't make everyone wait for him. It all tracks with America's exactly. Sweetheart.
0: So anyways, this is early Tom Hanks film days. And really what we're here to talk about are are Tom and Rita. Okay, Lauren? Mm, mm -hmm. Stop derailing us with his career. We want to talk about their love. Um, I'm very excited to talk about their romance. So Tom actually was married very young. He actually became a father when he was 21. And then quickly married his first wife, Samantha Lowe's, or Lowe's, two years after their first son, Colin, was born. So ding, 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 first son of Tom Hanks' name revealed.
1: And is he still in contact with the first son?
0: Uh, yeah. The first son is actually like a total actor. You, if you Google him, you will recognize him. He's been in a lot of things. Okay, great. Um, he looks okay, a lot great. like young Tom. Okay. Um, excellent. So, so they have Colin, and then soon after, they have their second child, Elizabeth Anne, and they don't really have a great marriage. It's Tom. It calls it like loves lo- loveless and stale. Um, And he says that they definitely got married too young.
1: Mm, I know.
0: Right. Um, So, you know, he says having I actually thought I thought this perspective was very sweet. He says having a kid at 21 was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I didn't smoke pot. I didn't go to get into drugs. I was not a party boy. I didn't drink too much. And that checks out. I feel like Tom Hanks is just kind of like an upstanding, you know, not much of a goof off kind of guy. Um, And yeah, I, I can appreciate that about him. I like when people
1: um, put a positive spin on missed opportunities. So <laughs>
0: – Well, I mean, we're co- okay. All of this is also us coming off of – All of this is in context with us coming off of Johnny Depp's, you know, Coke benders in the mornings. Right, certainly. And I'm like, certainly. I'll, I'll take an actor who's, you know, a little bit more pious. I'll, I'll take it.
1: A hundred percent. Given the options, I'm Tom Hanks every
0: day. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Tom is – Married with two children. Um, and let's just talk a little bit about Rita because oh, we please. can't forget about sweet, sweet Rita Wilson. She was born <laughs> in Hollywood, California, so which is kind of interesting, like literally smack dab in the middle of it. Um, okay. She was born to Greek and Bulgarian immigrant parents. Um, and her actual, her real name is Margarita Abrinhoff. Abrinhoff? I'm probably butchering that. Um, but her father changed it to Wilson. Um, Interesting. so she was on the Brady Bunch did you know that she was on the Brady Bunch
1: I did not know that what did she
0: play she was just like a cheerleader maybe she was one of the daughters I didn't watch the Brady Bunch I'm not 85 um but <laughs> okay. sorry I'm gonna now I'm alienating anyone who's middle-aged
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I did watch the I did watch the Brady Bunch and I am 85. So, um You watched the Brady Bunch when? Yeah, at grandma's house.
0: Okay. Yeah, maybe on like once in a blue moon at like like grandma's house. Mom played house, it like...
1: too. I feel
0: like I watched grandma's the house. I I feel like I watched most of my like pivotal movies at grandma's house because we oh, weren't for to sure. watch, really watch movies like
1: just like a nine-year-old like of... with a casual r-rated yes. movie alone <laughs> in the <laughs> guest bedroom okay. i'll never forget not only
0: that or maybe it was pg-13 we, yeah we could literally pick out any movie we wanted and go watch it ourselves like if grandma didn't want to watch it if she, she wanted to watch tv we could go watch it upstairs but do you also remember literally watching whatever tv grandma wanted to watch and there would be a scene that was definitely not appropriate for us and grandma would go. Now you're not going to tell your mother about this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: I mean, I just honestly, like not to sound like every old person, but really I look back at like summer days at grandma's house, just mm-hmm. like completely free, could eat whatever you wanted, could do whatever you wanted and it was just like pool, movie, reading books, going to the 99 cent store and Literally I just
0: anything. like
1: I just can't imagine – like I cannot imagine being a 9-year-old or a 10-year-old with like YouTube and TikTok and like my right. – like the world was just so simple and my attention – like imagine picking a movie just by looking at the cover and then putting it I in know, and know. watching it for two Sitting hours. Sitting there like,
0: watching it the whole time.
1: I mean it's just – anyway, I just marvel I mean- at our the lifestyles we used to live.
0: I literally remember grandma would take me to the 99 cent store or to the bookstore and I would pick out the latest Captain Underpants book because I used to read those admittedly. Yes, yes. And then I would just, I'd pop open another grape soda, probably my fourth <laughs> of the day and dig in. And it was it. A, yeah, It was a delicious experience that just felt like utter bliss. And- Drifting back to the simpler time when Rita yes, Wilson was yes, yes. on the Brady Bunch. Sorry, um, okay. Tom. Actually, they're they're around the same age, if not the same age. And he remembers seeing this episode air, the episode mm. where she is a cheerleader, and he says he remembers thinking that girl's cute in the show. Little did he know. Okay. Wow. I mean, wh- I was expecting some type of dramatic reaction there. That's why I had to react myself and say, "Wow."
1: I don't know that I want the first I, I don't know that girl's cute I mean I hope she was like maybe 13 or something and that's why you just thought she was
0: cute I mean, I'm I would- sure they were both cute she was he was born in he was like he was born in 1956 this episode aired in 1972 you did the math he was young
1: okay fine I'm fine okay I think that's darling I think that is
0: cute continue Thank please. You. okay um so you know fate had in store for them a wonderful meeting on the set of the ABC sitcom Bosom Buddies. Have you seen this too, Lauren? I have seen every episode of
1: No, I haven't seen any <laughs> bosom buddies. No. I don't think it was a hit.
0: Um but at the time Tom was married to his college sweetheart, his CSU sweetheart, oh, no. Samantha Lowe's. Please
1: do not tell me this relationship began in the uh, Here's the <sighs> thing. In the bed of infidelity. There is,
0: there's no evidence of infidelity. There's no evidence of that, but he does say that his marriage, you know, was not good. Um, and he says that their connect, their connection, him and his and Rita's was instant. Even at the Mm. time he was still married. He said, Rita, and I just looked at each other and kabong, that was it. I asked Rita if it was the real thing for her and it just couldn't be denied. Wow. But even with these sparks of flying, Tom tried to make his marriage work with Samantha for the sake of you know their kids that they had, Um, and they didn't reconnect him and Rita until four years later on the set of their movie Volunteers.
1: Okay, that actually gives me more faith. Right. That gives me okay. That makes me feel better because I was four years later. It's not not like like my icon was going to be fallen.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a year later that they were spotted together. It was four years later they were working together again. Um, so you know, he's Tom says that his first marriage was broken and he says he was looking for something I had not found as a kid. A broken marriage meant I was sentencing my own kids to the sort of feelings I had at their age. I was just too young and insecure for marriage. I was 23 Mm. and my son Colin was already two when I married for the first time. I was really not ready to take on those responsibilities. Mm. Um, He also says that he has like this wisdom that no one should get married before they're 30.
1: Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's alienate a lot of our listeners. Great. Thanks, Tom. And
0: And if you've gotten married young, Tom Hanks looks down on you. Um, Um, I
1: wish you all the best. Everyone does the same thing. Everyone, like, if however their life worked out and assuming it went well, they're always like, I just have to say I would never have done it any other way. And I don't think anyone else should, too. Okay. But continue.
0: Um, So anyways, Tom and Samantha unfortunately split. Or maybe fortunately because it paved the road for – tom and rita to make their red carpet debut at the premiere of what lauren the three amigos okay did oh, you see that one One of my
1: favorites
0: <laughs> wow um okay at the time tom and samantha were just separated but their mm. uh divorce was finalized the following year so you know not totally in the clear but right i think it's i think it's pretty above board I mean, I go by
1: the date of legal separation as the daughter of a divorce attorney. Divorces mm-hmm. can take a long right. time. You know, if, if Bethany Frankel had to wait until she was legally divorced, she, yeah. you know, would have been celibate for a decade. So anyway, right. I approve that timeline. Okay. Did you see the text message that Kagan sent me that I posted on Instagram? About Clean Simple Eats? He said, SOS, we are out of the chocolate flavor of Clean Simple Eats, which by the way, I really didn't know that we could get it for free. So I've been paying full price and just ordering because I literally am a paying customer of this company. Clean Simple Eats, everyone, is
0: the purveyor of the best protein powder on the planet. Can we just say, we've had... Some people get converted to the religion of Clean Simple Eats, and they have messaged us saying, you were right. It is so delicious. It will make milk taste like chocolate milk. If you get the brownie batter, you know, I love to put the vanilla in a fruit smoothie. You just, you can't go wrong. You can't mess it up either, I would say. It is so good. Someone texted me. They're like, does it have a weird
1: aftertaste? I'm like, no, this is Clean Simple Eats. It tastes like melted ice cream just mixed in cold water, and it's made from clean, grass-fed, perfect ingredients. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: What yeah. more do you people want? What more do you out want? Of this world? What more do you want? Yeah. I don't know. CleansimpleEats.com,
1: everyone. Go try the vanilla, try the chocolate. Use our code popapologist for 10% off. We love the sponsor. I'll be drinking Clean Simple Eats on my deathbed.
0: I hope so. Okay. Well, now we're going to enter into their married life, which I think you know really is a wonderful example of two people who just really like each other. Mm. And that's really it. It's, it's, a, it's a very simple, like, you know, it's not we're throwing glass plates at each other. Right. And then we're screwing, you know, on the counter. <laughs> it's like
1: we're not drinking each other's blood or carrying exactly. it on our necks. Yeah.
0: Like, I feel like, you know, we've been talking about these very heated super duper passionate. And I don't, I feel like even passionate is the wrong word because I think, because I think you can be passionate about somebody and not be violent towards them. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like, right. You know, these, these extremely volatile high intensity relationships as like, I don't even know if we're not, I don't think we're glorifying them, but like there's a draw in some way. And I think mm. like this episode is, is a moment for us to just talk about the relationships that are just good and solid and loving and, you know, not violent.
1: Hollywood loves a Machine Gun Kelly, a Megan Fox romance. Mm-hmm. They love a, an Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. They love a Brad Pitt and Angelina right. Jolie. But you know what, all, who also loves those relationships? Divorce attorneys. Because right. they basically all end in flames. And I'm sure Machine mm-hmm. Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are headed to wow. a, you know a passionate dissolution within, I would know. give it four years um but alienated
0: all the machine gun kelly fans who listen so thank you (laughs) oh yeah
1: there's a lot of those
0: um (laughs) okay what tom has to say here so i'm just gonna read you we're gonna we're gonna hear a lot of excerpts from tom and rita talking about their marriage um so just buckle in here's thank goodness when i married rita i thought this is going to require some change on my part I won't deny that Providence was part of us finding each other. Side note, I love the idea of like Providence and him, you know, I I think he has a wonderful way of speaking. Anyways, but our relationship isn't magic the way it's shown in movies. In real life, our connection is as concrete as me sitting here. Not that marriage doesn't come close to being hell in a handbasket sometimes, but we both know that no matter what, we'll be with each other and we'll get through it. I mean, I just gave myself the chills reading that yeah
1: I think it's a sturdy sensible romance mm-hmm. you know who that also applies to um Camilla and Prince Charles and guess what they're still going strong so I mean,
0: sometimes sometimes I you just your tampon okay I don't
2: started,
1: think Tom started Hanks
0: would ever say that
1: it definitely started passionate that's true and it <laughs> definitely under the dark night of infidelity but you know what there are some there are some similarities okay can please continue
0: right Um, I just, I love the way Tom Hanks speaks. I think he is very eloquent. I think he has like a, just a gorgeous manner of talking. Um, so I'm going to continue. Okay. Uh, He says in the 13 years Rita and I have been married, I've discovered that there's no substitute. There's such an advantage to being involved in the day-to-day details of each other's lives. It's a map. It's a marvelous fabric to exist in.
1: Okay. Yeah. He does speak beautifully.
0: Wow. can you imagine – I know I, we say this all the time, but can you imagine if Ben or Kagan said what a, like, what a marvelous fabric we exist in just knowing the day-to-day happenings of your life, Lauren?
1: I don't think there's going to be any tapestry metaphors in Kagan's wedding vows, <sighs> and truly it's a missed opportunity.
0: It is. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Um. So anyways, Tom and Rita have their first acting project together after being married in Sleepless in Seattle, which is a wonderful movie, a classic rom-com.
1: Is Sleepless in Seattle – she He plays opposite Meg Ryan as his love interest. Yeah,
0: so so they're best friends. They play best friends. And gotcha. this really was pivotal for Tom in that it cemented him as being like America's favorite guy. Um, Nora Ephron, who I love, had this to say about him. She says, there are two kinds of romantic leading men in American movies. There's the godline person you've never met, like Cary Grant. And then there's the boy next door that you've known all your life, like Jimmy Stewart. Tom falls into the second category. Mm, yeah
1: which yeah, i i've
0: always been drawn to that type.
1: I mean, sexually i'm drawn to the former, but i think <laughs> <laughs> I definitely appreciate the the I, boy next door theoretically.
0: Intellectually. I think I pre- wonderful. Um <laughs> i think i think i i mean to be honest, the Cary Grant types come with like a a host of issues in my opinion. I feel like the, you know, the, the boys who are crazy good looking and you know, like you've never met someone hotter than them in your entire life. I don't know. It's just, it's a different kind of infatuation versus someone who is just wonderful and true and stable and has always been there. So that's all.
1: Uh, I think it's just like a hotness level thing. Um, And I think that you know, I, I, I can appreciate, I appreciate it all. I appreciate it all,
0: but let's move forward. You are a connoisseur of male beauty, as you've said. I
1: I have, I have never said I'm a connoisseur of male beauty. You have said, yes, you have. You have Lauren. I've, I've literally
0: sat across from you where you've said that. (laughs) I've literally no, no. Have heard you say that multiple no. times. No, 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 no. What you know I'm said... working that into your into your wedding speech by the way. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> all to my said... sister,
1: a connoisseur of male beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. I would physically perish on the spot. <laughs> no, um all I said was Courtney said one time we were at lunch and we this was it was in my early 20s dating up a storm and sure. Courtney Courtney said, "You know, I don't like it when I don't I don't like it when a guy is too hot. You know, I, I like a certain level, and I just so oh, I have high tolerance for male beauty." That's all I just shrugged and said, "I have high tolerance for male beauty." <laughs> and it was true at the
0: time. It still It's is. true now. Yeah. Okay, let's okay move great. Forward. I'll be able to work in both versions of the phrase into my speech more <laughs> material. Perfect. Um okay, I'm going to I'm going to now play a bit of his Oscar speech. Okay. Oh, um that he so once he won the oscar for forrest gump hold please
1: also while chandler's pulling this up i just want to say something it's oh gosh I, here comes I, another a,
0: disclaimer about lauren's connoisseur of male beauty
1: i'm a, I'm a staunch defender of the female <laughs> gaze because the male gaze is so accepted in our society and it's just like the water we swim in and the female gaze is somehow ridiculed and no, it's, not, just, it's yeah i just think that um, there's something healthy about mutual
0: objectification and <laughs> <laughs> there, <laughs> there's something healthy about mutual objectification there is
1: you want to be f- to feel physically desired and you want to physically desire your partner and I think that yeah, it's a weird course, like course. patriarchal bs thing that women shouldn't care because okay I, I anyway That's
0: that's all, all right Margaret Sanger let's get back to Tom Hanks I have no idea who that is, but I i guess I'm in good company. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You can look that up. This is another Henry Kissinger. I actually know who Margaret Singer is, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Okay, here we go. So can I just say, so Tom Hanks has just won the Oscar for Forrest Gump, and this man is visibly choked up. Okay? I love a man who cries. Mm, same. Almost as much as a hot one.
3: And I am standing here because the woman I share my life with uh, has taught me, and demonstrates for me every day, just what love is.
0: I... Oh, my God. He, he's going on. Don't... Just. It's not over yet.
3: Man, I, 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 I feel as though I'm standing on magic legs uh, in a special effects process shot that is too unbelievable to imagine. And far too costly to make a reality but uh, here is my mark and there is where I'm supposed to look and believe me the power and the pleasure and the emotion of this moment is a constant the speed of light it will never be diminished nor will my appreciation and the meaning between two simple words that I can only offer you here thank you God bless you in this room, and God bless you all around the world.
0: I mean, he has such a marvelous way of speaking. Truly. He's a like, poet, for sure. He's a poet. Like, I, yeah, and and this carries through through all of the interviews I've listened to with him. Like, he really is, like, just this way. He's very smart. Mm. Um, I'm Go CSU. I-
1: I am very stirred. Yes, CSU Sacramento really turned out a fabulous orator. And
0: I will hear I will hear nothing of
1: the opposite. Right.
0: Um, he also refers to Rita often as his lover, which I think Stop. Yes. Yes. Stop it. That's not yeah. true. In multiple ways, he says. So, okay, I'll just give you a few snippets. I view my wife as my lover, and we have a bond that goes beyond words like wife or girlfriend or mother. Without my connection with Rita, I don't know how I would have been able to connect with Forrest. Uh, with what he was going through, basically. Um, and then he tells, you know, Oprah, she's his best friend, uh, in addition to being my lover. And it has been that way from the beginning. We just laugh as much now at two in the morning as we always have, and we fight less and less. Wow. I mean,
1: this is such like a fabulous union.
0: I, I just love his liberal use of the word lover. He's not ashamed of it at all. He's not <laughs> bashful.
1: <laughs> has Ben ever referred to you as his lover? In casual conversation,
0: <laughs> Lauren, he's never even referred to it. he's never <laughs> even referred to me as that in non-casual conversation. Just privately, it ain't, it's never happening. It's how not in the cards la- for us. How much laughing
1: at two a.m. happens?
0: Well, you Because know, we're asleep, bit, asleep over here in Puerto Rico. We're asleep at 2 a.m. <laughs> in Costa Rica. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely laughter at 2 a.m. I just also love the sentiment of we fight less and less. Like that they, instead of growing old and hating each other, you know, and just growing right. into these like mean, maniacal old people, senile old people, um, they, they, they like each other more and they fight less and less. They're just more alike and, you know, accustomed to each other, which I just, I love that perspective.
1: I love it too. It gives me a lot of hope
0: hmm I think so. Okay, so I just want to also note another thing right now. Um, mm. I'm seeing a lot of comments on here that are really uh, bringing me back to this idea that perhaps people in America are good. Um, I'm so okay. used to the comments, <laughs> the comments from Amber Heard's trial that were yeah. just like, burn the witch, right, um, right. things like that. And so, yeah. and most of these comments on like all these YouTube videos are just like, um... Thanks for watching, everyone. I hope you'll be inspired to do what you love like these two. Let me me find
1: another one. one. Most of the time, YouTube comments are the ceaseless chatter of incels. So whenever you stumble across a YouTube video with like positive commentary and just heartwarming commentary, really it is fortifying to the soul. It is.
0: It's absolutely fortifying. Okay, so someone says – Beautiful couple, amazing actors. I hope they continue to get better and better. This is about their Corona scare. Beautiful family. God bless. Mm. Um, um, but I will say they are not immune. Um, here's a comment from Angela O'Brien. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay. It's, a, it's honestly, it's hard to follow. So just stick with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a line of goods. <laughs> okay. it's so so bizarre okay what a line of goods they're attempting to sell on this one I'm sticking to keeping them turned off since I saw that scum's Instagram logic semicolon no family person can post such things she's I think she's talking about Rita she's at the very least complicit but after (laughs) but after I hear their story I really get it she's into it too sickening All all hidden. Here we go. The final (laughs) sentence. All things hidden will be revealed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. I just like Angela. What a line of goods they're attempting to sell on this one. Oh my
1: gosh. Can I just She's say compli- that? Oh yeah, Rita Wilson is complicit. Sixty-five-year-old Rita Wilson, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Just a real freak, a
4: Would real you-
1: degenerate freak. She's please.
0: complicit. Oh so my the gosh. title of this YouTube video is "Rita Wilson is the best thing that ever happened to Tom Hanks," <laughs> and-, <laughs> what? and that's well, what Angela has to say. What a line of goods they're attempting to sell on this oh, one.
1: My gosh. But now I'll- I guess. N- that's holi- like how in the video did sh- did she learn
0: that Rita is complicit?
1: Anyway, anyway, I uh, know. Okay,
0: sorry. One more. Sorry, no one is buying this sugar sweet video about Hanks and Rita. The Great <laughs> Awakening. Period. <laughs>
4: oh, oh my God! I know. Okay.
0: I know. So, anyways, wow. actually, I- I'm seeing a lot of Q and questions. Sold his soul. Mm. Sad. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Um, well, okay. we're brought down to earth. Yeah. Truly. Um. <laughs> What a Welcome line to of 2022 to in America.
1: on this one. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
0: um, she's into it, too. Sickening. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Here's just another sweet tidbit to bring us back to their sweet love. Uh, when asked about their enduring marriage, Tom said, I wish there was a secret. You know, we just like each other. You start there. Um, no one should get married before they're 30. That's his advice. But like you said, it's definitely nice advice to give when you've done that. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So... In 2002, let's just note that Tom's previous wife dies of cancer, mm-hmm. um, and he paid all of her medical bills. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Wow. That is really yeah, sweet. That is, is very nice. sweet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, at around the same time, th- Tom and Rita start co-producing stuff together, and they actually co-produce My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. They end the re- producing biz.
0: They get into the producing business. I love that movie. Rita can relate to that movie and to that story because she's from a big Greek family. Mm. Um, you know. And and a few years later, we get quite possibly the best thing out of the Hanks family, Hanks-Wilson family to date, and that is Rita's music career that begins in 2005. Before we get to that,
1: because it really I hope we're going to listen to some music. We are. Um, Of course we are. That's that's my one wish. Um, But the one thing I want to say is I like that Tom and Rita started a production company got into producing mean, I don't know if they started a production company, but they got into producing and instead of being like pretentious like art house snobs mm-hmm. and creating right. films about I don't know like you know just like very avant-garde right you know, right, right, right films about refugees like pulling an angel on jolie who needs those? Like, who cares? Let's just <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just do my big fat Greek wedding. It's a crowd pleaser. It's a feel it's totally.
0: They're just it's not a family movie. It's going to bring the you know, it'll warm the hearts of grandparents and grandkids, blah, blah, blah. None of these avant garde refugee movies
1: (laughs) i say that as someone with a proclivity for pretension so i just admire totally the the down-to-earthness of these truly rooted humans
0: um uh, yeah a thousand percent they are very down to earth they seem very real like oftentimes i feel like rita wilson is wearing uh something that looks like it was picked off of a marshall's rack (laughs)
1: Okay, this is the other thing that's extremely likable. Rita Wilson has g- not gone the way of A Real Housewife of Beverly Hills in terms right. of aging, but mm-hmm. more of like an Ohio, far- Ohio farm wife. And there's something like deeply soothing <laughs> about that.
0: Okay, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say Ohio farm wife, maybe just like every other <laughs> woman in America. Um, no, but but yeah, I think it's no, like she's, a berry... she, she has like She hasn't changed her teeth. Her, she's like very, a very distinctive smile yeah. um she also go for big like, white
1: chompers
0: no she's like aged like gracefully honestly it doesn't even matter how she's aged she's just aged normally um right. and yeah she's just extremely relatable and i think that tom seems like a no frills lover um but th- we'll save that for after dark <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so. okay okay, okay. <laughs> wow. would you like to be described as a no frills lover
1: um no absolutely not um wh- how how do you know that
0: it's like i said i'll save it for the after dark episode we're not um, doing an
1: after dark episode yes
0: we are yes we are we are doing a tom hanks and readables and after dark <laughs> no, special no, no. yeah we we're are this is my podcast not. too this okay is when is that gonna be like too.
1: okay do you have enough <laughs> like lurid facts about their sex life to fill no, like a 40 I minute don't. patreon i don't i don't it could be you a, get to yeah, I don't. you get to tom hanks <laughs> and rita wilson after dark special and it's like there there is no frills to their sexuality <laughs> they have a very sensible sex life
0: <laughs> honestly it, that's probably I let true down. i'm sorry to tease everyone with that um let's talk about her music career can we just get into that yeah yeah, yeah.
1: let's fast forward okay. to two thousand five.
0: She decides she wants to do music, and she gets the role of Roxy Hart in Chicago on Broadway. Oh wow! Um, okay. Ring any bells, Erica Jane? Anyone? Yeah, Lisa Rinna was Roxy Hart. I mean,
1: can anyone be Roxy hard- Hart yes. <laughs> at this point? I just feel like, yeah, if um, if we really get desperate over here, right, right, maybe that's maybe that's the path. Yeah, it's I it think just seems could, like it's I think, yeah, it just seems like a role that's liberally given.
0: It's kind of like Dancing with the Stars. Like anyone right. can go on Dancing with the Stars, and anyone can be Roxy Hart for a summer also, in Chicago. Is
1: is that the only role? Like the only female role in in, in Chicago? Is that like the main female role? It just seems right. like that's always the same. Everyone is Roxy Hart. There's no right. other character that these B listers yeah. play. Although Rita
0: is not a B lister, but please continue. Yeah. Um. So true. So so true, bestie. She's certainly not a B lister. Um, did you know that they produced Mamma Mia and the sequel Mamma Mia 2 you know I didn't know that but it all tracks it all tracks it all that's tracks.
1: a that's a beloved film by right. many in America
0: right um, so Rita w- said that she wanted her next project to be a musical based on 70s music and when she was meeting with an a and I think that's a music term I don't really know what that means um, an A&R mm. guy from a label he just recommended that she make an album about it and see where it goes first. So I, I just want to take a moment here and just see what happens. He's he's literally told her, Hey, why don't you just try to write a few songs about this and then we'll see where that goes. Like let's let's not think so big, okay? Let's think smaller. She so wait, she said she wanted to write she wanted a to A musical
1: a movie musical about 70s, the music. 70s music, yes. And she went to someone basically saying like I want to reprise a lot of favorites right, and create a musical right. and they said Instead of that, why don't you write why don't you an just,
0: album? Why don't you just write your own album and see where that goes?
1: It just seems like a little bit of a non sequitur. Um, but okay. Or just uh, someone being like, let's, let's start small, honey um but did she say she wanted to write a musical or write like was it she gonna I don't know she just said that she wanted
0: I don't don't have that exact verbiage Lauren stop pressing me on this (laughs) okay (laughs) but she just wanted her next project to be a musical based on 70s music okay that's all the information I've got (laughs)
1: okay okay but instead she begins her solo music career yes
0: yes um wow so let me just let me play a song (laughs) okay If I may. And like I said, listeners, feel free to head on over to YouTube and start listening yourself and watching. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So this first song is called Bigger Picture, which I think you could use a (laughs) dose of. (laughs)
1: Wow, we're going with a full intro here, okay? Uh,
0: yeah, why don't you take some time and examine the bigger picture, Lauren? I mean, uh, beautiful,
1: beautiful to acoustic. On the shelf,
4: mm-hmm. on the cover, off myself.
1: I mean, she's not bad, she's not bad up, to find who I am
4: and who I was.
0: I mean, have you ever written a line of poetry that good? No. Um,
1: Definitely. I invite everyone to Google my public. <laughs> um, Honestly, Rita Wilson's voice. I mean, it's a little cringy. I would say the right. whole music career. um, But you know what? Her voice is pretty decent. And
0: it doesn't sound that auto-tuned. No. So I think she has a good voice. I think the problem is that all of her styling makes her look like I don't know, look like it's cringe. Like the whole screen washes and it just says Rita Wilson really big and then like this whole music video is in like a really overblown black and white like filtering. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just and she's got heavy eye makeup on. It's just it feels like your mom's project. Like your mom's like midlife crisis project. Right, right.
1: Yeah. I can I can see that. Yeah. It, the aesthetic I think can be overwhelming when you're watching the YouTube videos. So right. to be honest, just listening it was a very pleasant Sarah mm-hmm. McLachlan adjacent tune. Right.
0: exactly. It's it's honestly it's in music videos where it all goes downhill. Like there's one where she's just dancing on the beach, um, in front of the Santa Monica Pier, and I'm like, that is a very dirty beach. That's a gross beach. Like people do not go there. Like why couldn't she have gone to a more sec- you know secluded spot in Malibu or something? Right, um, right. But yeah. Those so those would be my notes. Nothing major. Just some few notes for Rita. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I have another. A song from her where she does an acoustic little riff on hip hop hooray a popular rap song okay. um, that's extremely cringy <laughs> okay so just to give you a little bit of a smattering of rita wilson's music career she's produced four albums i believe mm. um here are the albums are called AMFM, rita wilson so self-titled um bigger picture Okay. which we just heard a snippet of um, and mm. the title track. And then Halfway to Home, which is her most recent um, one. Oh, so she's still going. Yeah, that was 2019. I don't, I don't know if COVID, if she's been out of commission, but no, actually, wow. she, you're right. There's, here's her newest song with Josh Groban. We're going to play it right now. Oh, oh of course. Of course it's with Josh Groban. These people will do anything for a check. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are seriously so cynical and jaded about Josh Groban.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, this song is three and a half minutes long.
1: We're not listening to
0: the whole thing, not at all. She loves a long introduction.
4: No
0: I got like a beautiful voice. Yeah, very good voice. Do you think her and Josh Groban hooked up had some. in the making of the song? <laughs> I think they were probably
4: I can see while her, they were singing.
0: <laughs> I can see her cigarette in her, in her mouth. You know, nothing but a sheet on writing this. <laughs> You're disgusting. She's
1: defiling a perfectly beautiful melody. Leave it to Chandler. <laughs> to
2: There's oh, Josh.
1: That Josh. That's Josh. Hold on. He <laughs> Yeah, this is no David Foster hit, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> you know, it does make me wonder why did David Foster take Rita Wilson under his wing? That's
1: that's a, I think I think we know all too well why not. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, honestly, it it's
1: like it's perfectly fine music. It's nice. I I think it's it's very ple- pleasant that she's gone after it, and I think it's right. very it's it's very nice. I'm happy. I'm not for necessarily her. captivated by it. I don't think I'm going right. to be creating a spotify playlist it, I, our first dance will not be to a rita wilson song that's that's all i'm trying to say
0: well not if i have any say in it i'll mm, make sure okay. that happens that could be quite the, the DJ, surprise. <laughs> there'll be a quick switch of hands <laughs> flight of hand trick Can you unplug the ox at your wedding
1: yeah channel commandeer is the bluetooth speaker <laughs> for songbird to be played we just have halfway
0: home filtering through the airwaves (laughs) wow oh she has one hundred and thirty-nine thousand monthly listeners lauren that's not nothing it's certainly more than this fudging podcast (laughs) that's true
1: (laughs) gosh rita's laughing all the way to the bank with her music while we're just like two pathetic nobodies okay thank you for bringing
0: us down to earth um a well, lots to get into. There's a lot of Rita Wilson's playlists on Spotify, like Rita's Red and Green Christmas, uh, Rita Wilson's Corn Tunes. Anyways, Corn Tunes is that lots like she? Dig in
1: wow, into.
0: wow. Yeah. So, anyways, Rita has a thriving music career, and you know, I'm just sure that Tom Hanks is lovingly supportive of the whole thing. I'm sure he loves her music.
1: You know, you do you think he's embarrassed by it? No, I don't think
0: for one second he's embarrassed by really? it. Really, I don't think he's a too cool guy. Wow. And maybe I'm okay. just sipping on that Kool-Aid, yeah. but I don't think he's too cool. He's definitely like, you know, more sensible, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but he's just straight laced guy, but I don't think he's too cool.
1: I think I have a goal in life, which is to get to a point of purity and um, not too coolness like a, a, a place of humility to where I can listen to Josh Groban um, without feeling super embarrassed. And I don't think that even, will
0: ever happen for like you. Like
1: without feeling corny. You know what I mean? Because objectively, Josh Groban has a beautiful voice, but I could never actually listen because it's so corny to me. But that's my own ego. You See, know? I
0: think Josh Groban is less corny than like a Michael Blue Blay or something like that. You know? Oh, ri- I mean, I think they're all pretty corny. Ugh. Um okay. Just well, anyways, your anyway. own cross to bear. Yes. Um, work that out in your own time. So let's fast forward <laughs> to okay. 2015. Um, and this is a sad moment. Rita is diagnosed with cancer. Breast cancer? Breast cancer, yeah. Mm, um super sad. She says that you know, she's in the middle of doing a play f- called Fish in the Dark, which I'm sure you did not see um and no, she take, did, was not in the audience and for fish in the dark <laughs> you're correct um she takes a medical leave of absence and she got a bilateral mastectomy and re- breast reconstruction oh so yeah the diagnosis was invasive lobular carcinoma which i don't really know what that means yikes, big yikes. Um, okay sad. yeah i know really sad um but she caught it early and you know do- it doesn't seem to be an issue in her life anymore yeah she wrote the song Throw Throw Me a Party, I think, which is all about her funeral and her instructions for Tom, which is a, a lovely sentiment. Um, do you want me to play that song? No, I think I'm good. Are I think you I'm sure? good on that morbid melody? Yeah, sure? okay. I I will pass. Thank you. Okay. Um, you know, and then fast forward to 2020 when Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are the first celebrities to get coronavirus. Where yes, were you?
1: this was huge. This was huge. huge. I was, you know, I was the canary in the coal mine. If you listen to this podcast from the very beginning, the first episode, I describe how I warned people of COVID before it was national news. Um, and, okay. And anyway, so I was probably canarying in the coal mine in uh-huh. my San Clemente apartment trying to warn
0: everyone of this impending, impending virus. You did. I remember you saying to me... Uh, I have people I know through work are in China and they're saying that this is a huge deal. And then you actually, you definitely got me like more scared about it than I ever was. I, I, this is not
1: interesting, but I followed a guy named Balaji. Srinivasan is his last name. He's like a very smart person and he was extremely concerned. And so I just was following the, you know, I was following the marching orders of my thought, my favorite thought leaders and Henry Kissingers of our time. Yes, uh, Sam Harris was very, very concerned, and so yeah. yeah, I got in line and tried to warn everyone. Anyway,
0: at the time, pan- yeah. Well, go ahead.
1: I panic shopped before everyone else panic shopped, like a week and a half before. Yeah, That's you my, did. You really did. My claim to fame. Yeah. How
0: exciting. Um. So when they got covid they had bad enough symptoms they were hospitalized and she says and Rita said that the virus hit her harder than it hit Tom. She says I lost my taste of taste and smell had stomach issues and was shivering like you couldn't believe. And yeah so anyways no one wants to hear about um covid stuff but anyways right. I yeah that was that was a little interesting factoid. Okay so I, now I just want to play a few great clips between the two of them. You ready? That would be great. Here's Rita talking about Tom. Okay
3: charming, very funny, very self-aware, very how I imagined he would be, which is unusual.
4: He really is that person. And um, the reason I had that dedication on the album is because I'll never forget, we were standing on the corner of 57th and 5th in New York, or 58th and 5th. And we were holding hands, and we were waiting for the traffic light to change. And he looked at me, and he said, you know, I just want you to know, that you never have to change anything about who you are in order to be with me. And literally a wave of, if you, if love is a feeling or a a, a cellular thing that happens to your body, it went through me. And um, that's pretty much who he is and how he's been. That's good to hear. Pretty great guy. Anyways. Oh, good to
1: hear. Good to hear. I mean,
0: that's good to hear
1: that wow that was beautiful i'm like so Isn't that touched. lovely yes
0: like i think to just say that out of the blue is just so authentic and tender and mm. yeah I um mean, ugh, yeah. truly beautiful okay so this next clip is them addressing some divorce rumors movies and you guys always stand up for yourselves 29 years of marriage in april is that right it's a
4: wonderful segue from politics oh, I but, but i, I love no
0: but i love that you guys stand up for yourselves oh, yeah. well because of that because of the headlines and the tabloids and being
4: able oh, to stand that. Up. Oh, that, that, yeah. definitely yeah. yes i mean that was a, a that was the segue. Well yeah, I like that. Gotta, segue. That's good. No, I mean at a certain point you just have to call them out on their lies and say you can't do that anymore. I mean, we, we gave a statement which was that our marriage is really sacred to us and it, it was just getting unacceptable. No. If
3: we do something stupid in public, go ahead, do that. But don't make up this nonsense. That was just uh, that was so yeah. bogus it it, 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 was, it was it was kind of foul. Insulting, yeah. Insulting well, is the perfect way to say it.
1: Tom's voice is just so
0: iconic. It is. It's so iconic. Yeah. This is a funny one. Hold on.
2: You are such lovebirds. I want to know how you spent Tuesday. How was your Valentine's Day? Uh,
4: That was nice. We went to a a party uh, with some of our friends that are also celebrating love because that was their anniversary.
3: You got to bang that Valentine first thing in the morning, though. (laughs)
4: excuse me
1: did i just hear
3: that right it, you know what you just it, said it's over coffee oh no no, no I, I, don't, I mean you've got to have the valentine's day gift oh, okay. bang solid on the kitchen oh, table when you come oh, down oh, for
2: coffee oh, i motivation. now realize what i just well, you, said you sound
4: I think like a jason derulo song i'm just gonna right. tell you <laughs> no.
0: they're so dorky you sound like a jason derulo song they're so dorky but it's so they're cute so and honestly dorky. so
1: true so true
0: about the valentine's day thing
1: yes of course yeah it's so true
0: you gotta have it ready to go okay final one okay
3: oh have you and tom hanks lasted so long
4: we laugh a lot and uh i think we really love each other and we communicate And sometimes those conversations are tough to have if if there are things that are bothering you or have upset you or it's something you want that, you know, you feel may not be in alignment with something that they want. And um, you just have to, I, I believe in the institution of marriage. My parents were married 60 years, so I'm only halfway to where they were <laughs> and uh
3: but you're your own person you're not rita hanks
4: but i like being rita hanks i was rita hanks when i was a mom you know <laughs> taking yeah. the kids to school i like being mrs hanks never miss a beat subscribe
0: okay enough Larry king
1: uh um, oh,
0: i know sweet sensible like long suffering, loving. Mm-hmm. Like I think they really represent <laughs> long suffering. <laughs> I don't know. They represent like, you know, the constitution of what marriage should be. Yeah. Do you absolutely, know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. They're they're you know what? They are a lover of they're lovers of in general, but lovers of feel good movies. And they're yep. a feel good couple. You know, they really represent, Absolutely. I think, what we should all aspire know. to embody, you know, which and is loving another person and fully accepting them and not, not asking them to change.
0: And that's why I'll say, if they get a divorce, I oh, will it's, it's over. burn it's down over. everything. It's over. Yeah. It's all over. Like, I do think they are the couple where if they split up, it's like no one can make it work. No,
1: no. If, if you thought the riots in twenty twenty were bad, just wait. If Chom and Rita fall, we'll we'll be in the streets.
0: Yeah, we will be. We will be. Yeah. Um I'm gonna send us out with her version of hip hop hooray. Oh, what? Are you ready? Uh, okay. She made this during quarantine.
4: Okay. the folder. yo I told you I, afraid of what I made it with some funky tricks to say to put that music in your funky day triggers from the grill town <laughs> eat town feels now the deals that were real so we're still round Ten the she's sitting okay. in her
0: bed <laughs> rapping it Okay um okay take us home Wow.
1: Okay, well, Chandler, thank you for ending on a truly terrible note. Um, It was a great episode up until the past two minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Chan. what a great deep dive. That was excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: You did a great job. Of course. Thank you for being the voice of the audience. I do what I can. Hip hop hooray, baby.
1: Hip hop hooray, you guys. You know what? Don't stop believing. Tar and Rita, (sh) another great
0: American romance we can all
1: put our faith in.
0: We really can. And like we said, if they break up, we'll burn this place to the ground.
1: That's right. All right. Talk to you next week and see you Bye. Friday on
0: Patreon for
1: Royals, Royals Deep Dive. Continued. Part three. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at popapologists. And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday.
2: Uh, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.